Is Acts 8.37 missing from your Bible? That is the message I have for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, missing Bible verses from particular translations of the Bible. Now, I remember uh, as a new Christian, I was attending a church and they preached from the King James Bible. And, um, you know, I remember, you know, once I was born again of the Spirit, I devoured everything. I mean, I wanted anything that you had on the Bible. I bought everything, books about this. And uh, I remember I bought a study Bible, but it was not a uh, King James. It, it, it was an NIV. I, and as far as I know, uh, the, the notes in the Bible seem to be, you know, pretty on target. But I don't even know if they had a King James because I, I would have bought it if they did. So I, I, I had that Bible always saying I'm only, only looking at the notes because I, I was a King James reader and I had no problem with the King James. Um, so one day, you know, I went to the church I was attending and I had a visiting preacher. And for some reason, I had that Bible, that NIV Bible with me and I didn't have a King James with me. I don't know why. Uh, but anyway, the preacher was preaching, and he told us to turn to a particular uh, Bible verse. And I went to my Bible, and the verse was not even there. May I say something to you? That blew me away. That was the end of the NIV for me, by the way. That was it. It, it blew me away. I said, what? Are you kidding me? And, you know, be, be honest with you, I can't even remember what verse it was. It could have been this verse here. You know, I don't remember. Acts 8.37, we'll get into that. But um, it, it's, it's important you know these things, folks. You know, I can't tell you what Bible to read. I can suggest to you uh, certain things like I'm doing here uh, today to, to dig into the Word of God for yourself, to search these things out for yourself. In fact, that's why uh, I'm uh, going to take a look at this book here. It's called Look What's Missing uh, by David W. Daniels, and it talks about missing uh, Bible verses and in the different versions. Very good book, by the way. The man did a ton of research. I tip my hat to him because these things take a lot of time, and sometimes we don't appreciate the work that goes into uh, books like that. So we're living in a day, folks, where, you know, I uh, have attended churches, folks, that they they will quote from like five different versions. Right up there on the big screen, by the way, the big screen that you're paying with, with your donations, all these different translations, the NIV, the Living Bible, the New World Translation, the message, all in one message, you know? So this is, I want to make you aware of this. And many of these churches, by the way, they're ecumenical churches. And that's why I can't stay in a place like that. I see the, the antics of the people, the way they work. And, and, and it's, you know, they, uh, they forget that people have the Holy Spirit. You know, you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And, and there's a thing called discernment. That's why I tell you, pray for discernment, ladies and gentlemen. You can either choose to ignore the prompting of the Holy Spirit and go along with these teachers, or you can say, look, I have a choice to make. And this is, this is how it was when I came out of uh, being lost. You have a choice to make. You're either going to follow the Lord or you're going to follow something else. So this is why I'm doing this video uh, today, folks. Just bringing up a couple of verses here uh, so you could look at uh, what, what is being said. Or well, what's not being said, I should say. So let me go to Acts chapter 8 uh, in the Bible right now. 
uh, we're going to start at uh, verse 26. It says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, unto Candace, queen of e the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah, or Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Let me just stop there. So we, we have here, folks, there's a, a, a man. He's from Ethiopia. He's a, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of Ethiopians. And this man was searching for truth. He, he wanted the truth and he was reading from uh, the prophet Isaiah. Now uh, catch this, the Holy Spirit folks, the Holy Spirit also called the Holy Spirit of truth knew what was going on. Isn't that awesome that God knows everything and he spoke unto Philip. He said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. Let me continue now. Uh, verses 30 to 32. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his Mouth. Let me just stop there quickly. What's uh, happening here is th this eunuch was reading from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah chapter 53, the way we know it today. Okay, so Isaiah 53, it's a prophecy concerning Jesus Christ, which was given uh, approximately 700 years before it even happened. In fact, let me stop again. <laughs> you know, as a new Christian, folks, I walked into a church, uh, the first church I went to the, that wasn't Roman Catholic, and I saw a man wearing a football jersey. It said Isaiah 53, and I said to him, what's that all about? And the man started to explain to me what it was about, just like I'm doing to you today. <laughs> and uh, he told me it was about a prophecy about Jesus Christ from the Old Testament, and I, I knew nothing. I mean, I was wet behind the ears. I, I said, you've got to be kidding me. I didn't know Christ was in the Old Testament, too. And then uh, the man just kept talking to me. You see, it was a divine appointment. That's the way the Lord works, by the way. So uh, I'm sure the man was very pleased that I saw his shirt, because, and that's why he was wearing that shirt. So praise God. Thank you, Lord, for that man wearing that football jersey. Anyway, let me continue. Acts 8, 33 to 36. It says, In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speakest the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? So, uh, let me explain that to you here. So the man, as he's being ministered to by Philip, who was led by the Spirit of God who told him to do this, uh, he's asked a question by this eunuch, 
and 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 the uh, man is asking him, you know, who is the prophet speaking about? Is he is he talking about himself or some other man? So in other words, this prophecy regarding uh, Christ, and it was the prophecy of the death of Christ, by the way, the prophecy uh, that Christ would be killed and and. Uh, uh, for the transgressors, that 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 the iniquity, uh, our iniquity would be upon him. So it's a beautiful, beautiful um, passage of scripture, ladies and gentlemen. I encourage you to read it. So he's asking a question. You know, is the prophet talking about himself or a, a, another man? And you see, at that point. Philip, at the very same scripture, he preached unto him Jesus. So in other words, he was uh, answering the man's question by saying it, that it speaks of Jesus Christ. So, so now he's preaching the gospel uh, to this man, explaining things. It doesn't go into the great detail. And, and the man obviously uh, is getting the understanding. And the eunuch at this point says to Philip, you know, look, here's water. They came upon a body of water, a lake, I guess, and says, look, here, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? So uh, that's verse 36. Now let, let me just read from this book here very quickly, this book by Mr. David W. Daniels. And um, it says here, on page 31, it says, this was the most important question of his life, meaning the eunuch. He had to ask it. Then he saw his chance. An oasis appeared almost out of nowhere. He summoned up his courage and asked the question that filled his heart. See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Then what happened? The eunuch stopped the chariot. Philip baptized him and suddenly disappeared. The end. I'm reading from that book. Wait a minute, I hear you say, that's all? What was the answer to his question? Well, if you have a modern Bible version, that's all you have. Verse 37 is missing. There is no answer to the eunuch's question. That's from the book. I'm going to stop right there for a second. You've got to be kidding me, folks. I mean, this is, this is unbelievable stuff. I mean, the verse is missing. Acts chapter 8, verse 37 is missing. Wait a second. Let's go back to the book. Page 32. But if you have the King James Bible, God's preserved words in English, you know the answer from the next verse. And let me read uh, Acts 37 from the King James right here. And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So back to the book. The answer to his question was simple and direct. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and with all your heart. And upon his confession of faith, he was baptized. Since his work there was done, God zapped Philip 40 miles away to Azotus before the baptism of the waters even cleared from the eunuch's eyes. So why is this whole verse, Acts 37, missing from so many versions? Because from the moment the institutional church got the idea to baptize babies, they had to choose either obey the scripture and stop baptizing babies or dump the scripture and keep their tradition. Let me stop right there. Now, I speak as a former Roman Catholic, ladies and gentlemen, I was baptized as a little baby. Oh, yes, I was. 
a little church over there in Astoria, Queens, Precious Blood. And you believe this. I had no idea this was even happening. So, you, you know, you're baptized as an infant, <laughs> and they tell you that's when you become a child of God. That is not true. So, so now, now when you look at this, this tells you, uh, Philip said, if you believe with all thine heart, thou mayest. In other words, you can be baptized. And he answered me in the eunuch and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. God, now stop the clock there too. Folks, do Muslims believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? They don't even believe that God has a Son. Uh, do, do the people of Judaism believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Absolutely not. They don't believe he's the Son of God. They do not believe he's Lord. They do not believe he is the Messiah. So you see where I'm heading here, folks? The Roman Catholic Church, the popes, they have these inter-religious meetings where all of those folks are there. You have the Jewish people, you have the Muslim people, you have everybody, you see? So I'm here to tell you today, you've got to take a stand one way or the other. Is Jesus Christ the Son of God? Who are you going to believe, ladies and gentlemen? I'm telling you this for a reason. Folks, we're living in a day of great ecumenism. And many of the churches, when you see these Bible versions, there'll be five versions, as I say, in one message. This, that, this, that. And, and what they do, you know, very often, they won't even mention a King James, but you could hear it, and an, uh, you, you know that's what they're talking about. It's like a mockery. Like, God doesn't want you not to understand, so we've got to give you these new translations to help you understand, folks. Folks, I, you know, I got saved at 36. I'm pushing 70, folks. I've, <laughs> the King, King James, King Jimmy, if you want, he, it's been good to me. I have no problem. I feel the anointing of the, uh, the Spirit of God upon those words, by the way. So, you know, uh, as I said, you're living in the day of apostasy, of ecumena, ecumenism, folks. Uh, be careful who you listen to in the, in the pulpit. So you've you got to say, why is this missing so uh, as the author said, Mr. Daniels, you see, uh, this is the only verse in the Bible that says you must believe before you can be baptized. Babies aren't old enough to believe, so they don't qualify. This verse forces you to pick one, the tradition or the scripture. Unbelievably, instead of dumping their man-made doctrine, they took away the verse. Problem solved, not quite. God was clear, ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it. So that, that's, and you know, and he has a list of the uh, different versions, the initials of the versions, my, why there's so many of them, that, that, that yanked that uh, verse out of it. Wow. So uh, that's just one. Let me quickly go to page 115 of uh, Mr. Daniel's book, uh, this is from chapter 14, entitled, A Counterfeit Message, and he's talking about the Message Bible. You know, I, as I said, I've seen churches, they, they'll, they'll be quoting from this, and they'll be quoting from that. They'll go from this to the NIV, to the New World Translation, to this, to that, to this, to that, bringing confusion, folks. And, and in this book, by the way, he talks about brackets, you know, you know, like in the New King James, you know, which I also had. I had a, I had a Bible that I loved, folks. You know, I mean, it, it, it let you put notes on the side, and I, I mean, I loved it. But you know what happened? And this, I didn't even have to read Mr. Daniel's book. This is what happened. 
I'd see so many brackets on the side. And, and, and it would be saying things like, well, this is not in the original. Oh, this is not in the Oh, this is... And it, I started to notice that doubt started to creep into my mind, into my heart. He started to say, well, if, I, if that's not here, why should I believe this? That's just the way the devil works. I know the devil when he shows up, folks. Listen to me. Listen to me, folks, what I'm, what I'm saying to here uh, today. So let me go to page 115. And in this particular part of the book, uh, he's given like a, a situation that a, a Bible teacher's given a Bible study, uh, reading the Bible and, you know, the King James. And then he asks if anybody else has a, a different translation. And somebody raises their hand and says, I do. And they, they quote from the Message Bible. So here's um, uh, what we have here. If you know, you know the Bible, folks, that you're talking to King James, uh, John 3.16, which I'm going to read to you right now. Let me go to John 3.16, if you would. So John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know that verse. You probably have it uh, me uh, memorized. So the woman, she opens her message Bible. I'm reading from the book here. And this is what it says from her message Bible. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why. So that no one need be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. You know, I read that, folks, you know, <laughs> you could be a Christian for 10 minutes and know something's wrong there, folks. But this is why you have to warn people. So reading from the book again, it says the leader, meaning the, the Bible study leader, he says the leader can take it no more. Are you sure that's what it says? May I see that? He reads the message for himself. That's exactly what it says. Quickly, he teaches a lesson so everyone can understand what is wrong. Number one, Jesus is God's only begotten son. He is not God's one and only son because we are all God's adopted sons by faith in Jesus. Number two, the unsaved will not be destroyed. They will exist forever in the lake of fire. Number three, God is not promising a whole and lasting life in the present. He's promising everlasting life into eternity. Romans 5, 21, 6, 23, course references. And 1 Corinthians 15, 19 says, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. This is the problem with paraphrases. The leader concludes, you will find out what the author wants to say, but not what God actually said. Wow. So uh, I'm going to leave it as far as that book goes right there, folks. But, you know, you heard, folks, and I'm telling you, I know I'm talking to people. You're sitting in churches that are doing the very thing that I'm talking about here. They quote from three, four, five different uh, versions in one message, folks. Listen to me. Get yourself a King James. Read, read the Bible for yourself. Study the Word of God. And if you insist on keeping those other versions, uh, lay down your King James and read read it, and then read yours. And before long, you'll probably end up tossing the other Bibles, folks. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so I'm going to leave it there, folks. You heard the Word of God today. Once again, you have a great day in the Lord.